Fort Worth. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. On a Friday, the Feast of Our Lady of Mount Carmel, July 16th, celebrated on this day, the, was first instituted this feast day in the late 14th century in commemoration of the approval of the rule of the Carmelite Order over 100 years earlier. According to legend, a religious community was established even before the time of Christ on Mount Carmel. This is the mountain overlooking the Mediterranean Sea. It's in Haifa, by the way, which is a beautiful coastal city in Israel, on which the prophet Elijah successfully challenged the priests of Baal and won the people to the true God. The Feast of Our Lady of Mount Carmel entered the calendar of the Universal Church in the early 18th century. A Lady of Mount Carmel, pray for us. Well, it's a Friday. Hope your day is going well. Coming up in the program, it's a Friday. That means we reconnect with our president and chief operating officer of the network, EWTN, of course, Doug Keck, going to fill us in on all the great programming that is coming up not only this weekend, but next week. So you can jot it down and be informed so you don't miss any of the great shows. And don't forget, everything will be listed on our wonderful website, tons of info, EWTN.com. Fact Check Friday. Oh, the lack of follow-up of the secular media. It's enough to drive you nuts. So thanks be to God for God and the church, because otherwise I think a lot of us would, I don't know, it's so frustrating anyway. I digress. But the story we're going to talk about in Fact Check Friday this morning at the bottom of the hour, uh, the former head of Planned Parenthood, Dr. Wen. When she was ahead of Planned Parenthood, she was always, and still is in terms of abortion, pushing choice, 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 choice. She even instituted this whole big social media campaign, get your bands off my body. And yet, when it comes to the vaccine, no choice allowed. You must fall lockstep with what we think. You must get the vaccine. And if you don't, then we are going to make your lives extremely difficult. She actually said this, and we have a clip of an interview she did on CNN. So whatever happened to my body, my choice? Hmm. And not only that, why aren't the media following up with that very question? That will be our Fact Check Friday, and then we're going to check in with Paul Jonah from the Thomas More Society regarding uh, a San Diego community, members there suing a school board for unlawful high school name changes, and the Thomas More Society filing a lawsuit on behalf of Preserve Sarah High School. This is in regards to St. Sarah and a school named after him. More attacks on religious freedom. We'll talk about that with Paul Jonah and what we can do to make a difference. Most importantly, never lose hope. Keep your eyes on Christ, the author and finisher of our faith, and do not despair because we are a people of hope. And speaking of hope, in studio with me this morning is my friend Hope Posenart, who works with the Marian Fathers of the Divine Mercy in Stockbridge. It's actually her hometown. Now, making a very long story short, we go way back. We used to work together at Channel 7. She was in promotions. I was in news. That's where we first became friends. Went our own ways. I went into Catholic media. Hope went off to do other things. And then she eventually married a wonderful man, John, who's actually hanging out with us this morning, too. John is a Catholic brother in the Lord, and Hope has since converted to the church. But the reason she's here this morning is because you're working on a new EWTN show with Father Chris and the Marian Fathers, right? Yes. Yes, I'm helping uh, produce a few segments uh, for the show um, with Mary Clark, our producer. Um, And 
we're going to be talking to you and getting your beautiful story. Um, the show is called Living Divine Mercy, and it will begin in September, and I believe it's Wednesdays at 6.30. It's a half-hour weekly show. Um, that I think people will get very excited about. It's it should be beautiful. Well, it's a, it's a lot of fun working with Father Chris because he's a natural, and he you and is. I have being you know TV people and having a media background. He's just there. There are just some people who are just naturally very good on the air, even even if they don't have that training, they just have that gift. And and I think he's one of them. Yes, and yeah. they've been doing so much more um, with the live streaming of the masses. Uh, Father Chris does special talks on Saturdays and Sundays. Um, does the first Fridays and Saturdays. Um, he's he's very much uh, out there, very visible. Yeah, he's uh, he's wonderful, and he has a, he has new books out, and he's he does a lot on the issue of um, suicide because he has suicide in his own family. Yep. He actually was just on Al Cresta's show the other day, talking about his latest book and his experience in suicide, and um, just a powerful testimony. And I'm excited. Um, I'm sorry you had to scrape the bottom of the barrel. Didn't have anybody else oh to my interview. Gosh. <laughs> uh, T, can you help me? You I need somebody. So no, but anyway, I wish we had time to tell our story. We, we, if you want to hear it, uh, we did go into a little bit of detail because it was an incredible um, situation that developed between us, losing contact, uh, hope breaking, reaching out to me, and you said it was five years ago. Yeah. yeah but sometimes you just you just go your different ways, and life happens. You Absolutely. know. Absolutely. Yeah, but and, you know, I never I never really lost touch in my heart. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. And then you wrote to me, and I'm like, oh my gosh. And then when I heard you're working for the Divine Mercy Fathers, I actually thought, and you're a Catholic convert, I said, you know, she's going to become Catholic. I just know it. And you oh, did last yes. year. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. On Pentecost Sunday. Amen. Amen. Well, even during COVID. Yeah, even during COVID. God. The Lord continues to do his absolutely. work, right? Praise God. All right, we're going to get you get back to work. George is here, uh, the wonderful photographer, videographer that you've hired. And so if you hear people moving around, it's because they're taking some, as we say, cutaways and B-roll. <laughs> right? Absolutely. All right, my dear. Well, God love you. Good to see you in person. And thanks oh, for coming out to the studios to here in Ann Arbor. Michigan, and I know you're a nature girl, so you're loving all the animals. Oh, on absolutely! Farms. I want to go take a look at those bison again, and the Texas. Is that what they are? Steer. I just look at them and think that they're all cows. Uh, I don't know. No, I'm, they're I'm not a city just girl. Cows. What do I know? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to get the news right now. Hope is going to go back to work and uh, get some B-roll. But again, there's going to be a beautiful program on EWT, and I'm sure Doug will have more information about it. Living the Divine Mercy, and uh, we'll find out about that and all kinds of great shows coming up on EWTN. Weather-wise, still having uh, some heat in the West. It's going to uh, slow down a little bit, but still a lot of a lot of dangerous conditions out there for the wildfires. So pray for folks there down south getting some rain and also on the East Coast. But we're still in summer. Get out there and do the best you can to enjoy it. Right now on a Friday, we need to check the news because there's a lot of it as usual. Let's do that right now. Well, big story to make sure you uh, stay tuned to and watch all of our outlets. We'll be covering this extensively on Catholic News Agency, on EWTN News Nightly, on Raymond Arroyo's show, and more. The House Appropriations Committee on Thursday advancing a funding bill for the fiscal year 2022 without including the usual prohibitions on abortion. Now, according to a committee summary, as Catholic News Agency explains, the appropriation bill, which funds the Departments of Health and Human Services, providing $253.8 billion for the next fiscal year, that's an increase of 28% from the current year, but it does not include the Hyde Amendment. 
federal policy since 1976 that prohibits funding of most elective abortions in Medicaid. The amendment to include the Hyde Amendment in the appropriations bill failed at yesterday's markup hearing in a 27-32 vote. Now, in a joint statement earlier this week, Cardinal Timothy Dolan of New York, chair of the USCCB's Religious Liberty Committee, and Archbishop Joseph Nauman of Kansas City, who chairs the Bishop's Pro-Life Committee, calling the measure the most extreme pro-abortion appropriations bill that we have seen. Effectively, they say, it mandates healthcare professionals to take part in abortion and forces Americans to pay for abortions with their tax dollars. The Supreme Knight of the Knights of Columbus yesterday registering his sorrow at the advancement by the Appropriations Committee. Patrick Kelly, Supreme Knight, commenting that Knights believe in the dignity and worth of every human person and they support efforts that protect the unborn. He said, we're extremely disappointed by the recent actions that take away long-standing bipartisan taxpayer and conscience protections, including the Hyde Amendment, adding the elimination of Hyde is an extreme measure that is not what most Americans want. In other news this morning, Sri Lanka's Catholic leaders are criticizing the investigation of the deadly 2019 Easter Sunday terrorist attacks. The Archbishop of Colombo sending a letter to the president of Sri Lanka saying the investigation is moving at a lethargic pace and questioned why recommendations during an official inquiry have not yet been implemented. That letter signed by the Archbishop and 30 Catholic priests giving the president one month to respond. Over 260 people were killed, 500 others hurt in coordinated suicide bombings on three churches, four hotels, and a housing complex. A group of Cuban-Americans from South Florida on their way to the nation's capital. Organizer Maribel Ramirez says their caravan should arrive in D.C. tomorrow morning to protest right in front of the White House. To show the United States and the world that Cuba needs support from, from you know, for this country. Because we are here and we need to do something, you know, because Cuban people need help in any way. She's calling on the Biden administration to provide people with food, water, medicine and Internet connections. At least one Cuban has been killed. Hundreds of others are missing since protesting on the communist island. And Florida's Governor Ron DeSantis calling on the Biden administration as well to take action now with Cuba. He says Cubans need humanitarian aid, such as food, water, and medicine, but it's also imperative they get their Internet service back up and running. The one thing that communist regimes fear the most is the truth. And if we're able to help Cubans communicate with one another, also communicate to the outside world, uh, that truth is going to matter. Republican DeSantis strongly supports the protesters, but is reminding everyone to stay off the interstate since it's not only disruptive, but he says it's dangerous. Protesters have shut down roads in Miami, Florida, as well as Tampa, Orlando, and Jacksonville. At least 49 people are dead after flash floods inundated parts of Germany. Most of those found dead were in North Rhine-Westphalia, the country's most populated area. A state government spokesperson there saying another 50 people were also hurt, and it's unclear... How many people are missing? German's Chancellor Angela Merkel was at the White House yesterday sending her condolences to those impacted, saying her government will help any way they can. Other European nations, including Belgium and the Netherlands as well, also dealing with severe flooding. New York's Governor Andrew Cuomo going to be interviewed this weekend as part of the state's sexual harassment probe. New York Times reporting the interview would be conducted by outside lawyers hired by the state attorney general's office in New York. The move may signal the investigation looking into allegations he sexually harassed current and former aides, and it may be entering into its final stages. Cuomo's office not commenting at this point. 
Former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani is criticizing Mayor Bill de Blasio, saying he refused federal money that could have boosted the New York Police Department. He's referencing the recent decision to cut the budget by $1 billion. He made the comments yesterday. The only one who defunded the police is Mayor de Blasio. $1 billion. Giuliano also criticizing de Blasio for not doing more to fight crime amid a surge in gun violence. Meanwhile, the head of Times Square Alliance also criticizing Bill de Blasio following a recent Times Square shooting. Tom Harris telling the New York Daily News the de Blasio administration needs to stop making excuses and develop effective strategies to stop gun violence. De Blasio firing back by saying the city has beefed up police presence in the area following previous shootings. California is deploying more firefighting resources to Oregon. Governor Gavin Newsom is sending a fire-fast attack team along with additional fire engines to the bootleg fire in Oregon. It follows a call for help from the governor in Oregon as the wildfire has now burned more than 227,000 acres. Newsom has responded with a total of eight strike teams consisting of 40 engines with firefighting crews now actively fighting the blaze in Oregon. The bootleg fire is also threatening transmission lines used to import electricity to California. Lisa Taylor tells us the man charged in the 2018 Capital Gazette newspaper mass shooting in Maryland is being found criminally responsible. The jury only took one hour to find Jared Ramos criminally liable. Ramos pleaded guilty to all charges he was facing in 2019, but pleaded insanity. Sentencing will take place in about two months. The mass shooting at the Annapolis newspaper left five people dead. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell speaking out against the latest spending plan from the Democrats. It's a wild spending taxing spree, completely inappropriate for the country. The measure agreed to by Democrats this week worth $3.5 trillion. The Kentucky Republicans saying the country is already dealing with the effects of inflation, and he pledged there won't be any Republican support for that measure. McConnell adding he hopes some Democrats step forward and don't support the spending plan. He also said that proposal will hurt Democrats in the next year's election if they pass it. The Pentagon saying a group of Colombians arrested in connection with last week's assassination of the president of Haiti received training from the U.S. military. Spokesperson Ken Hoffman said the individuals were part of training and education programs while serving in the Colombian military forces. Hoffman did not give further details. It said there is an ongoing review at the Pentagon. American Airlines says it needs more flight attendants. The company is telling about 3,300 attendants on voluntary leave to come back, and they're also looking to hire about 800 more by next spring. American officials citing increased customer demand and new routes starting later in the year. The need for more attendance. The company had offered to extend voluntary leave for up to two years due to the pandemic. Hope you're having a beautiful Friday morning. Thanks for tuning in to the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Check out all of our great resources online, including all the programs we're going to discuss with our President and Chief Operating Officer, Doug Keck, right after the break. Stay tuned. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile. Everyday living. Effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. 
CMF Curo is a Catholic health care ministry providing families nationwide with a better solution centered around whole health, spirit, mind, and body. Our members share their medical burdens within a faith-filled community. At CMF Curo, our members have access to a spiritual director, concierge services, and other health and spiritual resources. Find out if CMF Curo is a better solution for your family. Visit MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. Do you own popular index mutual funds or ETFs? If so, you're automatically owned shares of companies that conflict with your moral beliefs. Ave Maria mutual funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. The experienced professional portfolio managers make decisions based on investment fundamentals and pro-life values. You can learn more about Ave Maria Mutual Funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. When the need for senior care arises, home is where the heart is. Visiting Angels provides home care for mom or dad up to 24 hours per day, including personal care, meals, and light housework. You may select your professional caregiver with Visiting Angels. More information at visitingangels.com or at 877-374-LIVE. That's 877-374-LIVE. Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Beautiful feast day today, feast of Our Lady of Mount Carmel, 17 minutes past the hour. Every Friday, Doug Keck, our president and COO of EW10, joins us. And Doug, we were just chatting in the break about some really cool um, alliances that, that EW10 has developed over the years. Uh, the Marian Fathers, as my friend Hope Posenart just explained, she's in here shooting a segment for Father Chris Alar's new EWTN program. And then the amazing Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, right down the road from us here at Ave Maria Radio, they are just phenomenal they are doing so much in terms of really good content uh, production wise the sisters absolutely and uh, so you know these are the great partnerships uh, as we've had with uh, Ave Maria and obviously Divine Mercy I mean so many of us I could say that never saw or heard about Divine Mercy until Mother Angelica yeah. basically promoted it and, and was doing it even way back when with the sisters with Father Kozicki in the early days and obviously EWTN broadcasting uh, Mercy Sunday, uh, you know, from Stockbridge, obviously raised that profile, and we have a great relationship with Father Chris and all the priests over there, Father Kaz, and we're we're thrilled to be able to do something, maybe on a weekly basis. Technology has proved to be able to do something or improved, and uh, also uh, Mother Assumpter and her wonderful sisters, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Sister John Dominic and the others up there from a vocation slash educational basis. And we're going to be airing uh, programs that they've created, and we hope to do some more, which can be co-productions and maybe even um, some kind of near live or live programs that can be done out of there with the sisters talking about uh, vocations and, and education going forward in the future. So uh, we're excited about a couple of those projects, and uh, you know that those things will be showing up on the schedule in September. Yeah, what I like about that too, just as a, as a viewer of EW10 and, and um, a Catholic, it, to me, when you have um, the religious involved in this, it shows them being on the front lines. It shows, I think, a different side of them reaching out through the media and really taking part in the new evangelization differently than we've seen in the past. 
Right, absolutely. And also because we don't have the experience uh, of the religious as much in our daily lives right. as we did as kids growing up. Certainly our kids, our grandkids don't have that experience of being taught by sisters, which was 99% of the time a wonderful experience, regardless of what people's old war stories are right. today, which uh, allow them to uh, get people to guffaw at cocktail parties. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, the, the, the sisters were great. That's why Catholics are the most educated group in the United United exactly. States by far, mm -hmm. thanks to them and, and their and their uh, suffering, quite honestly, and um, you know working so hard uh, to pass along the faith. And so it's important for people to experience the sisters. And again, we want to by se seeing the sisters, it encourages vocations, which is important. And certainly, Divine Mercy is incredibly popular. We're talking about you know John Paul II on through Francis you know with a, a focus on mercy and um, stockbridge is so important and uh, you know allow us to to have some of the great priests that we've had over the years featured on a regular basis uh, you know that people have uh, grown to love and and the whole uh, idea of divine mercy and father chris is great and easy to work with mm -hmm. now not to get off track but it just came to me a couple like it was last weekend and you and i are old enough to remember this movie and i loved it um the trouble with angels is based on sure. a true story mm -hmm. and i was watching it again and rosalind russell played the mother superior and there were two right. girls who were in this catholic high school it was a, a boarding school and one eventually becomes a nun and she writes the or is it her friend who writes the book i forget but it's a true story and right. watching that movie again when i was growing up i was thinking oh it was just kind of a cute story and it was funny about two girls and Mary was a troublemaker always right. getting into trouble and yet she behind the scenes kept watching the sisters and how they lived their lives and she eventually right. was transformed to the point where she decided to um, become you know a religious to, to enter uh, uh, enter into religious life and to me as, as an adult looking at that just what you said about the sisters I my vocation was given to me by the sisters at my school so the attacks on on the Catholic Church it drives me crazy sometimes because I fell away. I mean, I had a good Catholic mm -hmm. education. And the sisters taught me, and they also recognized and told me that I should be, I should go into communications. Probably because they didn't know what to do with me because I wouldn't stop talking. But, <laughs> but you know what I mean. I mean, but to see these positive role models right. is so important. Absolutely, and, and and what's great about the sisters and why I think it's important for priests and clerics and the friars in their garb and the sisters in their habits it, it because it's an outward sign for people it's something that stops you and reminds you when you're going through your pell-mell rush of the day that this is not the end that there is something else out there and if you don't see that kind of religious expression and and even religious expression that kind of to some degree gets uh, subjugated under a secular kind of patina, yeah. um, it's harder to make that connection and pull yourself out when you need to be pulled out and say, wait a second here, you know, this is, uh, these things are tough, but I got to remember, I read the book, we win in the end. Right. Nobody said it's going to be easy, but ultimately I know what the truth is. Amen. Amen. That's why I'm so grateful for what we do here at radio and TV, DW Channel. Okay, yep. speaking of which, what's coming up next couple of days, well, weeks? Uh, oh, today we've got Lord's United in Prayer programming. Mm. So starting at 3.30 p.m. Eastern, we've got the Holy Rosary uh, from Lord's, then a virtual pilgrimage experience that will follow that and followed by International Mass for the Americas that we're going to be airing from Our Lady of Lords in France as well. So that's complete uh, this afternoon starting at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time. Check that out. 
Uh, tomorrow we've got, uh, speaking of the saints, I shall serve you the life of St. Uh, Camillus. And also on Saturday, St. Bridget of Sweden, which is a, a movie as well that people can check that out. And then uh, Father Leo Padalinghug is out and about in Santa Fe, uh, New Mexico. And he'll be uh, checking out some of the, the cathedral, the holy stairs there, and uh, famous sanctuary and indulgence. <gasps> oh, some is he going to do that that special, the stairs there? The ones that yes, the miracle stairs? Right, right, yeah. I don't think he's going to cook on them, but I think he is going <laughs> to go there. But, you know, if they let him, he probably would. <laughs> that and then next is week, such uh, a Susan Conroy's Coming to Christ popular miniseries will be on as well. Check out EWTN.com for all of that. And remember that all of our programs are. Uh, available basically on demand and uh, if not you can get them for purchase through uh, religious catalog that is going to be such a cool show those holy stairs what a story behind mm -hmm. them still no explanation right, right. yeah outside of saint joseph maybe. yeah exactly well yeah. That, i totally believe it's saint joseph but in terms of they just the man just left and never heard from him again just showed right. up and and then the wood that was used traced back to the holy land just gives you the right. chills when you think about it yeah, God gives us those little those little hints, those little things there to keep trying to remind us and say, pay attention, pay attention. Absolutely. So what's he going to make? Did he, did he say yet, or is it just going to be a show on, on the Holy Stairs? I think he's going to kind of do a, kind of a Tex-Mex, oh, uh, Southwestern uh, kind of uh, cuisine. You know him. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of spices in there, and it'll be definitely uh, something that's evocative of, of the locales. So. All right. Well, this is great. So exciting stuff coming up. Doug, have a great weekend, and look forward Always. every Friday to speak you with too. you. And uh, thank you for the opportunity to join to join me every day, every Friday. It really is helpful to give us an inside look. Doug Keck, President look and Chief Operating Officer, and he joins us on Friday mornings at this very time to discuss the programming. And as he mentioned earlier, don't forget, you just go to EWTN.com. Keep your arms and hands inside the vehicles if you're driving at all times. Everything's right there on the homepage, EWTN.com. Fact Check Friday, how those who claim to be all about choice are about the opposite, dictating the way we live our lives. We'll be right back. Want to be a better father to your son? Why not skip the weekend superhero movie and be the saint your son needs? If you can endure the elements, shirk some material comforts, and pray a rosary around a campfire, the troops of St. George are recruiting. Troop 77 of Collin County, the magnanimous 77th, is looking for a few good dads and their sons. Troop 77 is kicking off the school year at 7 p.m. Monday, August 30th. Check them out at TSG77.org. That's TSG77.org. This is Lisa Malatnik from homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider and a sponsor of this station. Your student can meet with me and fellow students online for a live interactive class. Whether they take my authentic beauty class based on my award-winning book, True Radiance, or Apologetics with John Martignoni, Literature with Kevin O'Brien, or any of our other 400-plus courses, Catholic online learning is available now for your family at homeschoolconnections.com. Wow, it's been three days and no sign of CISO around the office. I'm beginning to get concerned. Hi, Dave. 
Thistle, where are you? I'm on vacation at the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe. You know that. Oh, I'm so sorry. I just want to let you know that we only have a couple of weeks left to get tickets for the Summer Speaker Series event on August 5th with Father John Ricardo. Mm-hmm. And I guess you'd like everyone to know that they should visit SummerSpeakerSeries.com to get their tickets, and the tickets are selling fast. Exactly. Have a great rest of your vacation, Thistle. We miss you. Bring me back a souvenir. Man, payback is so much fun. Loretta House in Denton is a pregnancy resource center that serves women dealing with unplanned pregnancies. They provide free pregnancy testing and free ultrasounds. Clients receive material goods like diapers, baby items, clothing, parenting classes, and more. Loretta House is an official apostolate of the Diocese of Fort Worth. All services are provided free of charge and remain completely confidential. Many babies are saved and many hearts changed. For more information, visit LorettaHouse.org or call 940-380-8191. Welcome back, Catholic Connection, EWTN, EWTN.com. This show, Catholic Connection, is co-produced by EWTN and Ave Maria Radio. And I mean that when I say we have great resources on our websites. We really, really do. Jam-packed, EWTN.com, as I mentioned before the break and just a second ago and AveMariaRadio.net. Every Friday, I do try to keep up with Fact Check Friday. I started this during the election to show you how many lies the media are feeding us all the time, 24-7. It's just such a shame. And we're seeing this more and more. Unfortunately, I think it's getting worse and not better. That is why it is so important for each of us to make sure we are really considering the source and not just assuming that what one source says, even if that source identifies itself as Catholic, is telling us the truth. Uh, we need to make sure that when various sources are making claims, are making allegations against people or groups, entities, even within the church, that they have evidence, that they have documentation, that they have attribution. Those are basics, and if they don't have that, don't even waste your time if it's just ranting and raving and spewing venom against people that's not reporting that's as al says repeating and it's salacious and it's sensational and it's divisive and we shouldn't be a part of it anyhow uh, we see this so much now in the media and it's so interesting how the media do not follow up with important questions now Planned Parenthood and others who are pushing abortion down our throats 24 7 always talk about choice Choice, 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 my body, my choice, get your rosaries off my ovaries. Every year at the March for Life, which EWTN covers extensively, we go up to the Supreme Court and we try to get as many testimonies as possible of men and women who are post-abortive sharing about their abortion healing. It's very powerful. It's very emotional. And it's also very frustrating because, and you have to pray for those people, as we always do, there's usually a small group of protesters with some very nasty signs, including get your rosaries off my ovaries, all about choice, a woman's right to choose, my body, my choice. Now, when it comes to getting vaccinated, choice is completely off the table. Just recently, the former head of Planned Parenthood gives an interview. She was part of a panel discussion on CNN need I say more, um, all about the vaccine, how she claiming it really shouldn't be about choice. As a matter of fact, Dr. Wen is saying that, you know, Leanna Wen, she used to head Planned Parenthood, former president. What we really need to do at this point is to make vaccination the easy choice. It needs to be hard for people to remain unvaccinated. 
Now, we're going to play the clip in about 30 seconds, but just to back up a bit. So you're all about choice. And when she was president of Planned Parenthood, she even instituted this big social media campaign. Big social media campaign. Get your bands off my body with all these different hashtags and things going on in terms of my body, my choice. But now they're claiming that they want to dictate. Now, look, this is entirely up to the individual person and family. The church says it's voluntary. The church has tons of information on the vaccine. Right? EWTN has all kinds of great resources. AveMariaRadio.net on our homepage in our slideshow. We've put together a whole page dedicated to resources from the Catholic Medical Association to the National Catholic Bioethics Center to the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith. Different articles, different statements. It's all there. You take the information, you talk to your family, you talk to your physician, and it's a very private, personal decision as to whether you decide that the vaccine is for you. That is entirely up to you. It is a personal decision, as it should be. It's nobody's business. And yet, here comes the former queen of choice, right? The former president of Planned Parenthood saying, oh, no, we can't allow anybody to choose. We dictate what you do to your body. Take a listen. I think this really depends on what it is that we do at this point. So now we have this Delta variant that is much more contagious. Because it's more contagious, it's going to be even harder for us to reach herd immunity. We're going to have to vaccinate an even higher proportion of people to get there. What happens then if we end up having another variant developing that's even more contagious, that could cause more disease, that could evade the protection of our immune system? And so how quickly we get this under control and which way we go depends on what we do now. Now, when it comes to vaccination, to overcoming disinformation. And what we really need to do at this point is to make vaccination the easy choice. It needs to be hard for people to remain unvaccinated. Right now, it's kind of the opposite. It's fine. I mean, it's easy if you're unvaccinated. You can do everything you want to do anyway. But at some point, these mandates by workplaces, by schools, I think it will be important to say, hey, you can opt out. But if you want to opt out, you have to sign these forms. You have to get twice weekly testing. Basically, we need to make getting vaccinated the easy choice that is what it's going to take for us to actually end the pandemic okay wait a minute what country are we in i thought this was united states of america are you kidding me are you kidding me no she's totally serious miss choice 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 woman's right to choose get your rosaries off my ovaries and yet no choice we are going to wear you down until you decide to get the vaccine And this is the one who says it's all about choice. But see, this is the key here, brothers and sisters. They're not about choice. They want you to think they're about choice. They want you to think they're about independence in terms of the abortion issue. Oh, it's up to a woman and her doctor. First of all, that's a bunch of baloney because the woman who's having an abortion never sees her doctor until the actual horrible surgery takes place. Anyhow, that's a whole other part of the discussion, but we don't have time for that today. Uh, Reading from this, a really good article that was on the Federalist uh, website that I posted on my Facebook page. Dr. Wen built her career at Planned Parenthood cheering my body, my choice at the helm of an organization that gives millions of children no choice, not to mention the children, but the fathers and also women, because even recent surveys and Father Frank Bavone and I were talking about this in the first hour of my program from the Elliott Institute, which does a lot of research on abortion and the fallout. Another recent survey shows that a vast majority of women who have abortions say they felt they had no choice at all. So this isn't about choice. This is about dictating. This is about control. This is about socialism, communism, whatever you want to call it. 
this is what they believe. You do what we say and we'll make your life easy, or so they claim, right? Anyhow, she built her career at Planned Parenthood, cheering my body, my choice, at the helm of an organization that gives millions of children no choice in their brutal murders. Now she has a message for unvaccinated women and men when it comes to the COVID-19 vaccine. They should have little choice. In a Washington Post op-ed, she called on Joe Biden to double down on vaccine requirements. It's not enough, she says, to have workplaces, hospitals, and schools mandate vaccines. She wrote, Biden announced his administration will double down on vaccination efforts with more community outreach and educational resources. That's not nearly enough. Biden needs to get behind proof of vaccination, starting with his own White House events. This is the queen of promoting choice when she was at the head of Planned Parenthood. When preached a different message, as this article says, from her Planned Parenthood platform, when she left her role as president after only eight months, it was amidst internal frustration with her refocus on rebranding as a woman's health care organization. When she was head of the largest abortion provider in the country, her message was clear. No one should tell you what to do with your body. Here's an actual quote from a tweet in 2019. Every person deserves a right to control their body. So my question to the media, where's the follow-up? Well, what about what you tweeted in 2019? What about your mantra as former president of Planned Parenthood? Choice, choice, choice. What happened to that, doctor? What a shame. The media are not doing their jobs. It is up to the individual, and it's nobody's business what you decide to do. We'll be right back. The Diocese of Dallas is looking for faithful, committed Catholic men to answer the call to the diaconate. Good deacons can be a great asset to the local church. Classes begin in September for the six years of formation. Those interested in applying should attend an information session. Please visit cathdal.org forward slash deacons or email diaconate at cathdal.org to find out who can apply and attend an information session. Hello, Catholic Life Insurance is a family-focused company that offers life insurance and retirement benefit plans. We are proud to support the mission of Catholic Radio on KATH 910 AM. To learn more about Catholic Life Insurance, you can contact Larry Linson or David Walker in our Dallas office at 972-484-3000. Again, 972-484-3000. We look forward to hearing from you. Mother and Unborn Baby Care of North Texas, a pro-life apostolate, presents an evening of sacred music at St. Patrick's Cathedral in Fort Worth on Saturday, July 17th at 6 p.m. The night features performances by Christian Ryans and additional musicians. Tickets are $25 per person or $40 per couple. All proceeds go to support Mother and Unborn Baby Care of North Texas in their ongoing work to rescue mothers and babies from the horrors of abortion. To purchase tickets, visit unbornbabycare.org. Did you know that the Knights of Columbus donated over $175 million to charity and volunteered over 75 million hours last year? They accomplished this with almost 2 million members. And with you joining the Knights of Columbus, we can give you an outlet to get involved. This is merely an opportunity, not an obligation, and your level of involvement will be completely up to you and your family. Join online today at www.knights.net. 
That's www.knights.net. 39 minutes past the hour. We're having a beautiful Friday, and this is the Feast of Our Lady of Mount Carmel. Paul Jonah is special counsel and partner with the Thomas More Society and deals with a lot of religious freedom issues. Paul, this is certainly an interesting case, but as we were saying during the break, you know, another day, another attack on, on Catholicism. So this has to do with uh, changing or an attempt to change a name and removing a saint from the name of a Catholic school. Give us, a, give us kind of just a summary before we get into the nitty-gritty. Sure. So what's, what's most troubling about this is when it started. I mean, you might remember during the, the wave of anti-Catholic violence that took place in 2020, mm-hmm. there were statues of St. Pinapro Serra that were being torn down, and, and right. um, there was actually one of his churches that was set on fire. And in, in the context of that, a couple of students in San Diego who attended this high school, named after this great saint, this apostle of California, founding father of the state, um, they decided, well, let's, let's have a discussion about changing the mascot, and the mascot is uh, the Conquistadors. And then the principal um, had an agenda that basically she started pursuing, which was let's actually look into changing the name as well. So she started um, polling the community, and to her surprise, most people in the community were actually in favor of keeping the name or shortening shortening it to just a Sarah instead of Junipero Sarah High School. And um, but what she did was. She manipulated the, the polling, and she um, uh, basically pr- presented to this naming committee false information about the saint, suggested that people were actually in favor of changing uh, the name, and then uh, solicited support from tribal groups and from other groups and left, you know, left the general community out of the process. What she did, in a, in a nutshell, <clears throat> excuse me, was uh, basically pursue her agenda in secret, and then change the rules, actually, of the naming process. Um, but, you know, high school names are normally considered permanent, and even in San Diego and California, uh, that was the, the rule. I mean, a, a name is permanent. You graduate from a school, and you expect that name to be there. But they changed those rules in the middle of the pandemic, and they held these virtual hearings, um, pushing this forward without any input from the community. There's 45,000 people in the in the city of Tierra Santa, who had no idea this was taking place, wow. no idea that there was a vote to change the name. And so uh, the Tierra Santa Community Council, which represents the whole community, was so shocked by this that they voted unanimously to request that the name change be rescinded, because the Board of Education did end up voting 6-0 to change the name. Everyone in the community found out after the vote took place. So that's a that's a summary of the procedural problems. There's also a lot of problems with the false information they provided about this thing. And I can Doesn't that, that say well. also that they knew that, that, that there would be a pushback, so they went to do this behind closed doors? Yeah, they were rushing it through. They they knew that there would be a pushback. And basically what's, what's most concerning is that they started spending lots of money right away to, to change logos and to change uh, elements in the school just so that they can make this irreversible as fast as possible. It was really disturbing to see how committed they were to this agenda just moving forward and um yeah obviously they had a plan and they were very committed to it but the community is just outraged i mean they they you know a lot of concerned residents formed a committee called preserve sarah high school they're meeting and uh we finally got involved in the case but what's probably the most concerning part though uh, about the whole thing is the way that they've slandered and um, you know, just 
completely trashed the legacy of the of Father Sarah, Saint Sarah. Yeah, yes. mm-hmm. yeah. Especially um, what's so what's so hypocritical and so ridiculous is a fact of of what he did in terms of his efforts to protect the indigenous people and to work with them and to help them. And so they're presenting a completely opposite view of reality. Right. This is a this is a saint uh, who was canonized by Pope Francis. Obviously, went through a very rigorous canonization process, as all saints do. He's a man who protected the indigenous from enslavement and exploitation. He, there was a, a period where he walked from California yep. all the way to Mexico City on foot with a bad leg uh, just to get special um, powers and, uh, from the Spanish officials to discipline the, sold, the Spanish soldiers who were abusing the indigenous people. I mean, he, he made an effort to move the Presidio sites from the mission site to protect the Indians. And he, you know, the reading about him, he would, upon seeing the indigenous, he would wash their feet. He learned their native languages. He baptized thousands of them. He loved them. He cared for their immortal souls. And now we're being told by these uh, woke leftist activists that, no, actually he was complicit in murder and torture. Yeah. And I guess the whole... Uh, the Catholic Church just missed that, probably. Yeah, we, we just we didn't pay attention that. to that. We were going through the rigorous process of of you know determining him to be venerable, blessed, and then and then canonization. We're talking with Paul Jonah from the Thomas More Society Special Counsel regarding the San Diego community members who are suing a school board there for unlawful high school name change regarding Saint Sarah. Uh, th- the other thing too that that is just alarming about this is okay in California, practically the entire state involves names of it's associated with the Catholic faith, whether it's Los Angeles whether it's San Francisco, everywhere, of course, with the missions up and down the coast. I mean, what are they going to do, go from town to town and, and, and work on name changes? I mean, seriously, it's ridiculous. That's, that's, no, that's an excellent point. Was, I was at a Board of Education meeting just this week where the residents said the same thing. They said, I'm glad you don't have the power to change the name of you know the other names, all the streets. Everything is named after, like we have a place in Canada called Mission Valley, Tierra Santa, where this where this school is located literally means holy ground because it was on mission territory there's all these roads named after the the mission period in the saints san diego itself named after saint didicus right so it's just you know what are you going to do you're going to erase everything about our well if if they could i'm sure they would i mean if, if if they could do it and they probably have the money to to at least try so paul in terms of of where this goes where where is the case right now so we filed the case uh, just a couple days ago. We're waiting to get a judge assigned. As soon as we find out uh, which department the case has been assigned to, we're going to uh, re- reserve a hearing next week for an emergency request for a temporary restraining order. What we're asking the judge to do is just push pause on this process, stop the process, the name change process, and restart it in a fair way with full community input. There was literally at this meeting, the 6-0 vote, where this occurred, there was not one person there who voiced opposition to the name change, despite the fact that the whole community is furious about it. They didn't know. They learned about the name change the next day. So wow. they want to be at the hearing. They, they want to have a voice. They want to speak out and, and provide their input. And, and, yeah, at that hearing, by the way, the tribal groups were there. The students who started the petition were there. Conveniently, they knew about that. So I don't think we're asking for too much. The judge would be hard-pressed not to agree that we should at least have this done in a fair way with full input from the community so that's what we're asking for what i think is is very telling is that this is a this is a public high school and the community in the public i'm sure across various denominations and 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 faith groups coming together saying okay this is ridiculous which i think is very telling and very important that's why they didn't take it to the public though because they knew 
Right. And this is not just a Catholic issue. I mean, most of the folks I'm talking to are not Catholic, and they're just, they love the, they love the name of their school. They love the history, the historical significance of Father Sarah, uh, who we know as Saint Junipero Sarah. They love the tradition, and they don't want their, their history canceled. And most pe- most everyday, you know, people I'm speaking to are just furious about this. There's a, a couple of people with an agenda, but most people are very much against this. And it's very similar to the um, cases that we've handled that involve tearing down crosses. I mean, what they're doing, and when I say tearing down crosses, I mean removing them from public areas, like the Mount Soledad cross case that we were involved in. I mean, this is, this, this is an unconstitutional animus and hostility towards religion. And what something else I haven't mentioned is that they also are showing a preference to the sacred beliefs of the tribal community. They've now replaced the mascot with the rattlesnake, um, oh, who these tribal lovely. groups have said are sacred to their people. I mean, obviously the rattlesnake is cursed in the uh, in our faith, you know. But but the uh, so there's a lot of different things going on here. There's violations of the establishment clause that are showing not only hostility towards the Catholic faith, but also a preference for the sacred beliefs of these tribal groups. Unbelievable. Well, I guess it's not, though, if you look at the, pull out and look at the big picture of it. We're talking to Paul Jonah from the Thomas More Society Special Counsel and Partner about uh, a very uh, troubling case on the West Coast in San Diego where community members are suing the school board for an unlawful high school name change. When you're doing this kind of work, I can only imagine, and, and thanks be to God, uh, you're there, but do you sit back and say, what country are we in? Well, that's why we're. That's what we're motivated by. We're motivated by preserving the good, um, you know, the good, all of our, our history and our our faith and our constitution. I mean, this is terrible. We can't let. We can't stand for this. We have to fight back. And so, even if this case is ultimately success, unsuccessful, which I really hope it won't be, I think there's a very strong case here. But even if it's not, we have to. We can't let them get away with this without a fight. They can't just erase our um, our faith. They can't erase our history. And they can't get away with it without a fight. So they, they, you know, they have gotten away with it so far. But, but you know, I'm glad we're here to to fight back. And I think we have a very good shot in the courts. But that's what motivates us. But I would think, in terms of the way school board meetings, and this is from my old reporter days, you have to have there are certain rules that you have to follow, where the public has to be notified, public have to be invited. There has to be a certain section of the meeting where public statements are allowed. Correct. Well, yeah, you'd think, but no, none of those rules were followed. So there's this sunshine law in California called the Brown Act, which was clearly violated. They posted on the agenda online. By the way, this is during the time of Zoom, during the pandemic. They wouldn't have in-person uh, hearings. And, you know, older folks or people that don't, aren't computer savvy don't necessarily know to, you know, how to log on to Zoom. They're used to just walking to the, to the Board of Education. So uh, what they ended up doing was they posted on their online website that there was going to be a hearing to discuss a recommendation to change the name. They didn't say there was a he- hearing on a vote to change the name. So it was actually a misleading agenda Ugh. item. And we're have, we have a, a different claim surrounding that, which I didn't even get into yet. But So there's there's that issue. And then there's the fact that, look, they know how to make the community involved. They can post it in the Tierra Santa newspaper. They can put it on the marquee that everyone drives by. They could, um, you know, there's lots of ways they, they could have made the community aware of this. Instead, they just buried it in some very vague agenda item that no one knew about and literally everyone i spoke to i was very surprised to hear this. everyone learned about the vote after it took place so basically they staged their own meeting to make this happen is what they did exactly and not oh and not only that the worst part is at the meeting they lied about the polls they told the board of education yeah. that the polls show were that people are actually in favor of the name change it was actually just blatantly false 
So they can't get away with it. That's why I'm, I'm quite confident that we'll have some success here. We're talking with Paul Jonah, attorney with the Thomas More Society, regarding this case in San Diego and the uh, high school name change. I do find it very encouraging that the people are rising up and, and supporting this lawsuit and are totally appalled across faith lines. And you said many of the people involved here are not even Catholic. This isn't about that. They understand. Well, it is for us, obviously, but they understand that it is a, it is a faith-based thing, but it's also a constitutional issue. Exactly. They... they um you know, most of the people I'm speaking to see this just more as just uh, activists who are pushing an agenda, um, and and you know, they really are just furious that they pretended. Oh, the worst part about it is they they're saying they got the community involved, and the whole community knows that's not true. So it's just about transparency. It's about failing to actually, you know, it's clearly just they're lying about what they did, and the community is just furious over this. So I I think that that um you know there's tremendous momentum on our side and i think that these elected representatives the board of education folks need to listen and need to pay attention otherwise they're going to have consequences i was just going to say that they're elected their 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 positions are paid for by since this is a public school board paid for by the taxpayers and they're up for election so uh let's see how that works out for them next time around paul thanks so much where can we find out updates on on this particular case and the other great things you're doing Sure. Thank you, Teresa. Uh, ThomasMoreSociety.org, and there should be a, a page there on this case, and I'll um, make sure to direct you to it, but it, it should be on the homepage there somewhere. All right, and please keep us up to date because this is a very significant case, and, and, and in a way I'm really glad that this is reaching beyond. Obviously we're concerned about it as, as Catholics, but I think the fact that so many people are waking up, in some ways I do believe these these extreme cases with the left constantly overreaching, and this is a, a, a great example of this, of how far they try to go, that people are, are waking up and realizing, and it's Romans 8.28, all things work together for good, that, that we have to be reminded of what's going on here, or else we're going to wake up one day and our country is going to be gone. It is a Friday morning, 53 minutes past the hour. We'll be right back to let you know what's coming up on a Monday. Stay tuned. When the need for senior care arises, home is where the heart is. Visiting Angels provides home care for mom or dad up to 24 hours per day, including personal care, meals, and light housework. You may select your professional caregiver with Visiting Angels. More information at visitingangels.com or at 877-374-LIVE. That's 877-374-LIVE. Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. If you have sustained conversation with non-Catholic Christians, one of the things that always comes up is, why do you confess to a priest? Why would you go to a priest when you can go straight to God? I would say, I would say, well, look, I went to Jesus, I looked at his word, and it told me to go to a priest. (laughs) It is interesting, one of the first things you notice, right towards the end of the Gospel of John, that Jesus himself determined to forgive and retain sins through human intermediaries. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. And Jesus commissioned his apostles on earth to speak in his name, to forgive sins or retain sins, not just metaphorically, but metaphysically. Cresta in the Afternoon with Al Cresta for Eastern on EWTN Radio. 
This program brought to you in part by the nonprofit Angelicum Academy. This is Father Joseph Fessio. I have an important message for all you homeschooling families. You can get an outstanding and fully accredited Catholic college education and save $100,000. To learn how, go to angelicum.net. That's angelicum.net. Earn 75 college credits and an associate's degree in high school for just $3,500 a year. And earn your BA degree just one year later at age 19. Check this out at angelicum.net. Thanks so much for tuning in to the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Don't forget to check out all of our great resources and programs online, EWTN.com and AveMariaRadio.net, of course. And for archives of this program, my amazing producer, Andrew Kruchek, what he does is he archives everything. Everything is recorded. And then he also goes as far to put the links to the various topics that we discuss, for example, the articles on the various issues, also on the archive section. So you go to AveMariaRadio.net, and you click on Catholic Connection or any of the programs that we co-produce here with EWTN, and we have them archived. And normally he puts up the archive for Catholic Connection, I think around noon has to go through and make sure everything is okay and copacetic for the website. Anyhow, have a great weekend. Enjoy the summer. Keep your eyes focused on Christ. And uh, remember, we are a people of hope. We'll talk to you on a Monday. Ciao, ciao. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E-MariaRadio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. In your car, at the office, or in your home, we're always here. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Save the date, St. Gabriel the Archangel Parish in McKinney invites all married couples to their 10th annual Marriage Enrichment Retreat from October 9th through the 10th. The overnight retreat takes place at the Marriott Dallas Fort Worth at Champion Circle. The keynote speakers are Debbie and Marty Giorgiani, Debbie's co-host of Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. The event features fellowship, quality couple time, teachings, resort accommodations, and a catered dinner. For more information and to register, visit stgabriel.org. Do you want a faith-filled Catholic community where your child will thrive? Discover Immaculate Conception Catholic School in Denton, where your child will receive the very best spiritual foundation, along with excellence in education. ICCS serves 250 students ages 3 through 8th grade. Whether it's living the rosary, the celebration of the Mass, or the formation of saints, scholars, musicians, and athletes, Our Lady School is the place to be. For more information, call 940-381-1155 to arrange a tour or visit catholicschooldenton.org. Blessed be God, blessed be His holy name, blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man, blessed be the name of Jesus, blessed be His most sacred heart, 
Blessed be his most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary most holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Catholic Radio for your soul in North Texas. Heard also on grnonline.com and on your smartphone. 